Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. All right, welcome to everyone. This is Ask Wardy episode 40, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello to my uh, live audiences on Periscope and Facebook Live. I'm so glad you could be with me. If you're catching this later, either through the video or the podcast, you can switch versions and or check out the show notes at tradcookschool.com aw040. There you'll find links and show notes and kind of everything I've mentioned uh, in very brief form. There won't be as much... Um, well, I try to stick to point, but sometimes I depart. So if you want the really brief cliff notes of today's um, Ask Wardy, you can go there or to switch versions. I feel a little bit off kilter today uh, because I took last week off. We took a vacation to the Oregon coast. We were there for four nights and five days, but there was days of prep behind before and there were days of unwinding and you know you do have to recover from a vacation so there's some of those days afterward and so taking a week off from meeting with you on Ask Gordy I do feel like this is all brand new <laughs> like I don't remember exactly how I did this uh, before but I did look forward and I missed doing it with you last week so I'm so glad you're with me again and that we can get back to normal I am a person that thrives on normal and schedules so uh that would explain both why I'm a little bit off getting back into it and why I missed it, right? All right, well, here is, here's the topic today. Which is better, kefir grains or kefir powder? Those are two starter cultures you can use to make kefir. And here's the, the reason this comes up is because kefir, everybody talks about it. It's so easy, it's so wonderful, it's a great probiotic um, fermented dairy. Oh, you should try it, people say. It's wonderful, it's so good. And then somebody says, I want to try that, and they start looking into it, and they realize, oh, I can either do it with a kefir grain as a starter culture, or there's that freeze-dried kefir powder. Which one do I use? So right off the bat, before you even get to make what people say is so easy, you're faced with this decision. And I know those kind of decisions can uh, cause people to lose steam, actually, because you think it's going to be easy, you're going to dive right in, and then this like decision stops you in your tracks and you don't know what to do and some people they stop right there and they say well I don't know what to do and I don't have time to look into it or I want to do the right thing and I'm not sure what's right and they don't ever go further that's unfortunate well if you're in that situation today or you're just curious or maybe you've been using one or the other but you're not really sure we're going to go over uh, kefir grains we're going to go over kefir freeze-dried powder so that if you've been um, in that mode of what would it be called um, I don't know, the word is escaping me, but it's where you can't act because you're not sure what to do. Um, if you're in that indecision state, or if you're not sure if you're on the right track, we're going to go over all that today. Uh, which is better, the kefir grain or the kefir powder for making your kefir? Now, we're going to tackle it from the point of view of health, but it's not a clear-cut answer because I'll also give you some reasons to consider the other side, which may be convenience or 
you know, just fits into your lifestyle. This is a question actually from Jen. She said, hello, my question is regards to kefir. I make my own kefir and the starter that I use is a freeze-dried kefir starter, a powder. Once I had my first batch completed, I make my ongoing kefir out of my previous batch. Uh, my question is in regards to using the kefir grains instead of the powder. Is there a health or nutritional benefit over using the grains versus the freeze-dried powder? Thank you in advance for your response. Sincerely, Jen. All right, Jen, well, let's get to the bottom of it. I am going to cover several things. First, just get everybody on the same page. We're gonna talk about what dairy kefir is. I'm gonna tell you about the two kinds of starter cultures, the grains and the powder, and then we're gonna get into what's better overall and then some additional resources for you. So first, what is kefir? Well, kefir is a fermented dairy and it's a lot like yogurt, except for these differences. So the mother culture, in kefir is both beneficial yeast and bacteria, whereas the yogurt culture is typically beneficial uh, bacteria only. So kefir has yeast and bacteria, uh, yogurt is just bacteria. These are all beneficial, by the way, don't anybody be scared. The end result when you make kefir um, is a thinner uh, ferment, thinner culture than yogurt, usually. I mean, there are ways to make thicker kefir, but you know, comparing them side by side, your kefir is going to be thinner. Um, it's more sour. It's even considered effervescent or bubbly because as the fermenting organisms are consuming the lactose in the milk, they're giving off more gases than you would find in yogurt. So you actually have this kind of bubbly, naturally carbonated ferment, uh, cultured dairy. So those are the main uh, differences. It's not only the organisms involved, but what the organisms create is a different finished product, but very similar. Now you can make kefir with raw or pasteurized milk and it's actually easier than yogurt. So, um, and that's because you're taking your culture, which is, we'll get into it, either the grains or the powder, and you're putting it in your milk, either raw or pasteurized. And instead of where yogurt needs to be like right around 110 to 105 degrees, and it doesn't always work unless you pasteurize your milk first, though I have something to work around that, I'll tell you about that at the end for yogurt. Anyway, with kefir, you're not going to those high of temperatures. There's no pasteurization necessary to make it culture thickly. You just plop your culture into the milk, cover it, and leave it at room temperature. It's a room temperature ferment, and you can ferment anywhere from 24 to 48 hours, but the time does really depend on the season of the year. So in summer, it could be as little as 18 hours. Um, in winter, it could be as much as three days. And then, of course, I don't want to get too complicated, but you can even play with those amounts for your desired end result. Uh, but anyway, overall, I do believe it's easier than yogurt. Um, and when it's done, just to explain this process a little bit, when it's done, you take your, if you're using the grains, you put the grains in the milk, you give it its time to ferment at room temperature, and the grains, at least mine usually are floating at the top, you just remove them and put them in a new jar of milk. And then you take the finished jar and you put it in the fridge. If you're using the powdered uh, kefir starter, you take that jar of finished kefir and you move it to the fridge. And you can use some of that to start a new batch, which is what Jen has said in her uh, message that she's doing. Uh, and that's how simple kefir is. And I don't want to get any more complicated than that. There are nuances than what I've described. We go over a lot of them inside traditional cooking school, like um, in, the quest in the questions on Periscope, someone's saying, do you measure the amount of grains to milk? Yes, there is a rate preferred ratio of grains to milk. So there's a lot of other things that um, are not directly 
answering Jen's questions, so I won't go into them now, but I, I, there is a link um, at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash aw040 that will share that grains uh, to milk ratio with you, as well as much more information inside traditional cooking school. Okay, so that's about kefir. That's what is dairy kefir and you know, how do you make it? How does it relate to yogurt? Now let's talk about the kefir grains starter culture. Okay, kefir grains are one of your uh, choices as a starter culture to make kefir. With many ferments, you need a starter culture. Now the, the organisms could, if you're fermenting sauerkraut, you're starting with cabbage and the organisms are on the cabbage themselves. Um, in the case of cheese and yogurt and kefir, you're adding the starter culture in the form of grain or a powder. So we're gonna talk about the grain mother culture right now. I have two uh, kefir grains here. If you can see, might not be able to see too well. Uh, this is a, um, it's soft and it's rubbery and it looks a lot like cauliflower, doesn't it? kind of like a cauliflower clump. And I actually have two of them here, okay? Um, you put them in the milk, like I said, and you pull them out and you can reuse them over and over again. In fact, they could last you for a whole lifetime. They could last you for several lifetimes. If they're really flourishing, they will grow and multiply and then you can split them off and make more batches of kefir at a time. You can share with your friends or family. Uh, now, what's in the grains though? As I told you before, it's this colony of beneficial bacteria and yeast, and they're like suspended in this matrix, this rubbery cauliflower clump matrix. This is a, a really, um, what's the word? Dense ecosystem of beneficial bacteria and yeast in here. I mean, isn't that cool? It's, it's alive, and they're beneficial. Um, and they live. They live in that matrix that's like a rubbery cauliflower. Of course, this is very scientific. Um, anyway, when they're plopped into milk, or you can even do it in coconut milk, I have a previous Ask Wardy about that. You can search the archives at askwardy.tv. Uh, so anyway, when you plop them into your milk, that those cultures are going to eat the lactose in the milk, and they're going to uh, produce acids. They're going to respirate, which makes the gases that make it effervescent. Um, and the acids are going to thicken the milk and curdle it. That's, that's how you get... Um, thickened milk like yogurt. It's acids that are curdling it. And we call it kefir. And it's sour and it's bubbly and it's full of probiotics and beneficial acids. It has reduced lactose because the organisms ate the lactose. In fact, the longer it ferments, the more the lactose is reduced. So if you're on a gut healing diet or if you're doing Trim Healthy Mama and you're making these cultured dairy um, uh, foods in your home, you can let them ferment longer to reduce more lactose and make it work better with your diet. So it's fantastic. Now overall, a kefir grain could have 30 or more beneficial strains of um, yeast and bacteria. So it's a true probiotic powerhouse. And as this ferments the milk, it's, it, they proliferate and they, you know, they spread more of themselves throughout your whole uh, your whole kefir that you're making. Now, kefir powder, on the other hand, is a freeze-dried culture. And remember I told you the grain could have 30 or more uh, strains of beneficial organisms. Well, the kefir powder has about seven to nine, and this is according to Cultures for Health, which is a place that we recommend uh, for getting your starter cultures, tradcookschool.com slash cultures for health, all one word. 
The powder has seven to nine strains of beneficial bacteria and yeast in a powder form. And you're going to add the powder in the ratio that, that the package says to your milk, stir it in and let it ferment. And obviously you can't get it out like you can pull the grains out at the end. You, you, you know, your powder is lost to the milk. Um, it doesn't mean it's lost forever. I mean, you're going to eat it, obviously. It can be reused and recultured, like Jen said in her email. You can reserve some of your finished kefir and use it to start a new batch. Now, the only thing is, is that usually after a few batches, the culture will be weakened sufficiently that the kefir doesn't really turn out. So you can't use your freeze-dried starter culture in a batch of kefir and then use that kefir uh, to reculture batches forever. You're going to get a couple batches and then you're going to have to go uh, dip into your package of freeze-dried powder again or you have to purchase more freeze-dried powder again because it doesn't work forever to use batches of kefir to reculture. All right, so that's about the kefir powder. So probably at this point you know what I'm going to say, which is better. Um, there's really two main reasons that I believe the kefir grains are better. First is the grains contain more beneficial strains of bacteria and yeast. So it's just better for your gut. It's a more diverse population. You know, diversity is good to populate your gut with the good guys. And so 30 or more is better than seven to nine. Doesn't mean that the powder kefir is bad. It's just that you're getting more of a probiotic powerhouse when you use the grains. Um, and it also means corollary, this is my second reason, it's just related to the first, that you could have a different result, like you could end up with more sour or more bubbly or more something kefir when using the grains than the powdered uh, starter. Now my second reason for preferring the grains is because they can be used over and over again. In fact, they can grow and be shared. I mean, you can start a whole, you can fill your whole community with shared kefir grains, which I did at one time. Um, the powder needs to be purchased again eventually. Now your powder can go for a while, but it's if you're either using it up batch to batch or you're reculturing some of your finished kefir, but not indefinitely, so you have to go back and purchase more starter. So those are the two reasons that I believe the grains are better. Number one, it's um, a more diverse and, and just more of a probiotic powerhouse. And number two, you can keep them indefinitely. And as long as you care for them, you never have to buy another culture. Again, if you're interested in any of these, it's tradcookschool.com slash cultures for health is our preferred um, source for starter cultures. And if you're a traditional cooking school member, um, make sure to go into the private member area and get your discount code because you can save uh, 10%. It's 10% or 15% depending on whether you're purchasing cultures or um, supplies. But go get that coupon code if you're a member if you're getting a starter culture. Now, on the other hand, powdered kefir does have its benefits. Okay, it may not have the frugal benefit of you never have to buy it again. It may not have the probiotic and health benefit of having a bigger culture of probiotics, but it can be more convenient. You just add powder to your milk. There's no straining out of the grains when it's done. There's no having to take care of the grains if you want to take a break from making kefir. Now, by the way, taking care of the grains is not hard. You put them in milk and stick them in the fridge for a couple weeks. It's as simple as that, but even that, you know, could mean that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back and you just don't want to deal with that. So the powdered kefir can be very convenient. So that's my answer. And if you'd like links and um, 
you know, a recap of this or switch from the audio to the video or the video back to audio, it's all at tradcookschool.com slash AW040. That's for Ask Wardy episode 40, AW040. Now, I want to mention a couple other things. Um, I... I said this a couple times as I was going through the information, but if you are interested in kefir grains or kefir powder, go to Cultures for Health. That link is tradcookschool.com slash culturesforhealth, all one word. Members, you do have a discount code for 10 to 15% off depending on what you purchase in the members area, so make sure to go there and get that coupon code. If you're not a member of TCS, uh, here's just another reminder of why it's so great. Um, and finally, what I wanted to mention is now we've been talking about kefir, um, but as I said at the beginning, kefir is closely related to yogurt, and I want to make sure you know that I have just released my recipe for making thick raw milk yogurt, um, and you can get that. I'll tell you how in just a moment. The deal with yogurt is that if you want to keep your raw milk raw, you don't end up with thick yogurt. You end up with thin yogurt. Well, I have a special recipe. It's quite easy, but it requires one additional ingredient. It's a healthy ingredient so that you can preserve the rawness of your raw milk and still get thick, delicious yogurt. And if you'd like that recipe, it's at tradcookschool.com slash free yogurt, which is all one word, free yogurt. And just submit your email address there and I will reply by email with the free recipe. So I really hope you take advantage of that. I've been asked for that recipe for a long time. It's been inside traditional cooking school, but I just decided to make it available to subscribers for free. So again, that's tradcookschool.com slash free yogurt. By the way, if you're on Trim Healthy Mama or a gut healing diet, this is a great recipe to try out. So quick recap here. We've been talking about kefir and what's better to use, kefir grains or kefir powder. I truly believe that it's a kefir grain that's going to be the most frugal, healthiest option, but the kefir powder is more convenient, can be more convenient. Kefir is pretty easy regardless. Uh, check out Cultures for Health at tradcookschool.com slash cultures if you need to purchase your starter cultures. And of course, grab my free yogurt recipe at tradcookschool.com slash free yogurt. Thank you for the hearts and the comments that have been coming in. Um, quick question that I could answer before we wrap up is from Michelle on Facebook. She's saying, do you need to heat the milk if you're using raw milk or is it okay to just put the grains in your milk? Um, that's one of the reasons kefir is so easy because whether it's raw milk or pasteurized milk, you just plop the grains in, it doesn't matter. And then you leave it at room temperature with um, a cover. Some people do airtight, some people do a, like a cloth with a rubber band. I do a cloth, uh, like a cloth napkin with a rubber band at room temperature. So it's very, very easy. Again, at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW040, you will find a link to um, how, you know, this was years ago when I first started making kefir. So it's my very simple uh, description of how easy it is to make dairy kefir. Thank you so much for being with me, everyone. And I just thank you so much for welcoming me back from my vacation. We did have a great one. I did miss you all, though, as I said at the top of the show. Um, for uh, future episodes of Ask Wardy, I'm always looking for questions. So you can submit them by going to Twitter and using the hashtag Ask Wardy and at my handle, which is at Trad Cook School, or you can send an email to Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E -E, at askwardy.tv. Thanks. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. 
If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.